What's going on, everybody? Uh, back for another episode with uh, Steven. We're going to be doing sets with Steven, new segment, where we're uh, just lifting weights and answering your guys' questions. So um, let's get started. Steven, how is December of Q4 going for you? December's going all right. Um, not going to do nearly as much. I FBA'd most of my inventory. And I had some set on the trucks, like the random warehouse without them unpacking it, so it's not even in FC transfer yet. So if I had to redo it, I would actually send almost a shipment daily of rather big shipments that might look nice, but an easier pack. But for when it gets to the warehouse, it's not nearly as good during Q4. How is how's yours going? Good man, good. I mean, you got you know already. I'm I'm real heavy FPM. Yeah. So uh, I'm fulfilling most of it myself. Um, but I also have a decent amount of FBA, which is a little bit nice, like, you know, relieving some of the stress of FBM. Um, but, yeah, I've been getting some help from my dad, from, from the guys that come over. They pack orders, like, intake inventory and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's just a, it's just a little bit of a marathon, you know? Um, so, like, obviously with the, with the next week of, you know, orders that are going to come in, we're getting close to Christmas time. It's December 15th today. Um, what's your shipping template look like in order to maximize those profits? So with that being said, uh, um, the ship, the ship, oh fuck, I missed it. Um, ready? Uh, just, just clap when we walk away and I forget I'm talking to a mic and not talking to you and then my brain is like, shuts down. Wait a hold up. All right. Huh? Yeah. You got to clap close to the mic. Yeah. Um, so my shipping templates is uh, free. I think it's seven to ten days. And then after that, we're looking at um, a uh, standard shipping for, I believe, like $11.99 they pay. And then, like, there's, like, uh, expedited. And then there's, like, two-day shipping or something like that. Well, they pay a price that's at the moon. Um, why I do that is because nowadays they're giving me about $10 every like four or five orders with that standard because we're getting closer to Christmas. It says it won't arrive then, but I do have templates that will make it so it gets there on time, which will until give me more money. So you're looking to uh, gain a little bit of an extra margin just from charging for standard shipping. Absolutely. It's sometimes up $500 or $1,000 a day extra with the FBM operation. See. That's something that uh, I think more experienced sellers have more, more um, what's it called, Ex well, experience with or knowledge about. It's just getting those, like, the couple extra bucks here and there that um, are really game changers that if, if beginners kind of knew, it would be a, a whole new ball game for them. So, How many packages have you FBM this year? How many I Dude, I can't even count. Like, maybe like 5 to 10 pay of FB FBM alone. Because um, I did about... To like a thousand, fifteen hundred to two thousand and back to school. In November, I did about another fifteen hundred. This month, I'm probably gonna do like three thousand, so that's already like five thousand. On top of that, I probably did like another thousand in June, and then probably like five hundred. Yeah, probably like seven thousand, seventy-five hundred in the first six months. But like, I started from nothing. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> not made <to> something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and no, it, it's crazy because I I told my son my dad the other day, and he was like. He's like, bro, like, just literally just started with you, a little desk and a laptop in my office. 
And now it's like you're, my whole basement's pretty much a warehouse. <laughs> and uh, he was like, like, what the fuck happened? Like, with the great thing though, and, he, and he's so supportive. And I've seen yeah, it in your yeah. operation. His dad's with him, helping him out. I love to see it. Like, <laughs> I got my dad packing the FBM. So if you ain't got your parents packing FBM, you're not doing and it right. Apparently, he's the best packer. Even, oh, the, yeah. even the clusters, I don't know how. They're calling how good he packs. Dude, oh. Yeah, like, I, I swear to God, I think he's he's gotten me, like, seven five-star reviews in the last two weeks. <laughs> and then I packed for, like, two days, and he got a one-star review and gave it back to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but like, he, he takes his job pretty serious. And implementing people to help. Has that helped you source more in Q4, or replenish? Like, what does that look like? It, it allowed me to... Um, go deeper and find more leads for products that I wanted to FBM or FBA. Um, just because I didn't have to spend so much time like uh, packing, in, packing up inventory, organizing inventory. I think one of the, key, the biggest keys to being successful in the Amazon space is organization. Uh, not everybody will agree with that, but that's why I move faster than everybody. Um, and I have the ability to FBM a lot faster because everything I do is already organized from the start. So I'm just pumping out orders, pumping out FBM orders by like on the daily, like probably like a thousand units a day right now. And like, I'm also sourcing, I'm also repricing, I'm also working a job, I'm also like finishing up my MBA. Um, graduate tomorrow. That's sick. Hey, I didn't know that. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So it definitely helps a lot with with time and whatever. I know you have Packers too, so but you run a different operation than I do. <clears throat> how do you how do you see those guys benefiting you and in, in so with Q4 my where it just gets a little bit quicker than my warehouses when I'm when I do it like when I, I ship my house versus the prep center and then I have full control over that to make sure the uh, the stuff moves quickly it also does drop my prep prices I mean like cost of prep so that also helps that's not really the big reason. It more or less helps just to get them the product moving quicker. And if I want to FBM at the last minute, I can. If a listing changes up, I can I can pivot very quickly. And that's a beautiful thing about my operation. So if I ship something today, it'll be delivered tomorrow at the warehouse. Versus if prep center, I'm waiting four to five days. You don't know when they're gonna ship it out. Yeah. Like if you know you were a great prep center, you don't have full control over it. One thing that I always noticed that people complain about too with prep centers. And I can't say that I've always had like the same experience, but um, like an item getting lost or like items not being delivered, whatnot, like the items you bought aren't matching the items that are getting sent. And that could be, you know, a multitude of problems. But if you're getting it yourself, you can like kind of see what's coming in and out. And that helps with um, inventory and uh, getting back to packages that haven't arrived or wh and whatnot. So I definitely see the benefits of in-house prep. And especially when you get to a larger scale, hourly is cheaper than by unit. I mean, and what do you value your time at per hour? It's like you exactly. have to put a number on it. Yeah. I mean, but I, I couldn't even, I, I could even tell you. Well, we're probably 100. $100 an hour? No, 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 no. Not yet. Not yet. I probably buy more than that. Anyway, you can source. You can find how much in that hour, send to the prep center. Oh, if I'm sourcing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If that's an hourly, you could break that up. If you could spend your time versus like sitting FBMing or you could find $500 of profit an hour, your certain yeah, time worth $500 an hour then because that's, yeah. I mean, that's what you're making at those times. Obviously, yes, stuff will dwindle down price once in a while. Yeah. But like your value at least, I mean, you're worth over 100 bucks now. 
Yeah, no, that is true. Like, I brought, like, mine, like, two, it's 200 bucks now or something. Like, if they want me to come over, like, do something, like, I'm going to be somewhere in that ballpark because that's where my time works. So that's why I don't pack FBM because I can yeah. hire people out. That's kind of an interesting concept, too. Like, how do you value your time by the hour? Like, that's something that I feel I, I never even really thought about. Like, you just, like, if you didn't notice, I just started thinking about it. I was like, damn, like, how much would I be worth an hour? And that's why I don't really pack much FBM. Yeah. Because I don't, I can hire that out to a neighbor or a brother's friend yeah. who can do it for 15 bucks an hour. Why would I do something that I can pay someone that price and then I don't have to worry about it? Like, this is a big thing that people understand. They want to keep their operations so lean that they stay small. I'm happy to throw money at people and give them, like, pretty flexible hours, like, good, like, just being a, Good working conditions versus like um, other people that don't want to do anything, give anything away to people, and they don't grow without uh, adding more people to the operation. So a lot of like you see a lot more FBM in the buy box because of what? Like I'm I'm confused why there's more FBM in the buy box. Like break that oh, down. like right now specifically. Yeah. So with the increase in demand, a lot of people can go out of stock. And what's the quickest way to get your inventory listed is to go do some RA take that inventory, bring it in-house, and then prep it and send it yourself, FBM. So when you find a listing that's profitable and you find the product at a profitable price doing RA instead of OA, um, I think a lot of people tend to list that product FBM, and then um, all the prime sellers are gonna start selling out. And that's where the Q4 FBM um, talk really comes into play like these next few days, is because the demand's still gonna be high. But I thought you always get that higher price if it's FBA. So like, why wouldn't I FBA today? We're coming up on Christmas, like... I mean, if you were gonna FBA, like, it takes time for your inventory to check in. So, like, you can't really get your inventory out and checked in in the amount of time necessary before the cutoff for Christmas. Now you're familiar with cutoffs, right? Yeah. So, kind of explain, like, cutoffs and everything, like, when it comes to back to school, Christmas, stuff like that. Yeah, so your cutoffs are the dates that you're looking at that, uh... Your, like, where your inventory is uh, too far, like, it's too close to uh, the date of like, where you want to sell. Like, August 28th, 29th is kind of when school starts. So you want to have all your stuff in by early August, so then that's all ready to go for uh, back to school. You like Christmas, you like no later than like, like last week in November, um, because you want to make sure all that inventory is in and ready to fly when it becomes uh, that time. Right now, I said stuff in too late, Amazon decided to do some weird stuff with my inventory, and now I'm out 3,000 units right now going uh, to FBA, and, and that was a lot of what I was planning on selling. So rather than trying to do a million in December, I'm now looking at doing like four or 500,000. Yeah. Um, and that was a risk I took on with the difference between me and a lot of new sellers that I've been, I know my product so well that I'm still gonna make a 50% ROI versus a 100% ROI during Christmas time. Yeah. And, that comes with skill and time, like. Yeah. It's almost like your familiarity with your product is gonna determine how much the demand is, and therefore you can compensate for the cutoff of you know Christmas or back to school with how fast you know that product's gonna sell and until when. Yeah, and like I don't sell any Legos, like everyone goes gung ho for Legos, and I don't sell because I don't know the product and it's not what I'm used to sourcing. Like obviously I see something crazy cheap. Yeah. I'm gonna look at it. Yeah. But like when you've been sourcing a long time, you kind of know what you're looking at a lot of times. When something's good, you click on it. But I'm not sourcing weird products. We're not, we have different products. 
for Christmas time because I don't know that category. Yeah. Versus someone who might be a Lego investor is not probably going to be looking at clothing because that's not what they specialize in. I think also um, another thing that people are kind of thinking about in the back of their mind, um, January and returns and demands. So, I mean, you've been through a Q4, you've been also been through a January, Q1. Um, tell us a little bit about your experience in that. I do remember getting a lot of returns last year. Uh, funny enough, I, like, I did, but it, it happens. It's a cost of doing business. Like, people are, oh, I hate apparel, too many returns. Well, you're putting that in your margin. If I buy women's shoes, it's 60, 70% ROI. Cat knows it. Like, yeah, you hear, you hear that, right? If you buy women's shoes, 60 to 70% margins, expect returns. Calculate everything into your buy cost because that's like 10 out of 10, one of the most important things. Because if you do that, it doesn't matter if you buy apparel, it doesn't matter if you buy shoes because you're still going to be profitable. All right, continue, Steven. And like, I can source women's shoes all day long and find a billion things that are 30% ROI because it doesn't make money after returns. Yeah. Because you're running a 10% return rate, 10 to 15%. With that, you have to account, account for those returns. And if you're not accounting, you're going to be losing a lot of money in that way. So you have to account for it. Make sure you know your products. Like if I'm selling with a high return rate, I have to get a higher ROI. And if I don't know it, I have to expect that a higher ROI. I think that that's a really important thing that everybody should really be taking into account is return rates and how much you should include in your buy costs, what you should buy products for. Maybe that's a guide that we'll put in. Who knows? All right, Steven. What exactly is um, your plan for January? It's kind of really no plan because I'm only really worried about December. When it's the most profitable month, I'm only worried about what's in front of me right now. Like, a lot of times, most of the money in uh, this business is made, is made in December. You're getting the lowest prices in January. I mean, oh my gosh, on Black Friday, you're selling the highest prices prior to Christmas with the most demand. There's no reason really to be looking at January. I hear so many new sellers. Oh my gosh, January this, January that. And yeah, you have to think ahead, but you really should just be broke right now and not worried about uh, January in that aspect. Like, we have pallets going in. But like, I bought this a while ago and I didn't really plan for it. If it checks it now, I'm selling it. And there's no plan for it because there doesn't need to be. That's a great take. I mean, conduct business. Conduct business as usual. Yeah. You've, like, you've been in months that, for most of you sellers, you've been in months that have not, aren't Q4. You've been in months that are Q2. Like, conduct your business as usual. And like, that's where you're gonna find the most money. Yeah, if you I have a white January, who cares? Focus on those quick flips. Build that, build that cash flow. And I feel like that's one thing that I notice is so common. Everybody overthinks. Oh my God. But I think that's why we do, I mean, at least I do good because I don't think that much. I just execute. Yeah. Like, and I think that we kind of said it really well the other day. It's almost like a game of keeping up with the Joneses. What? It's almost like a game of keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. Yeah. But also, if you're with the boys, they want you to be the Joneses with you though. Like, I'm trying to raise the boys up to make them the Joneses. Like, yeah, like we, we, are, we are the Joneses. Like, no, catch up. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's not like, I'm like, yo, dude, I did, I'm, a, try, I'm trying to make 400,000 this month. Like, I'm all that. Yeah. No, but it's like, yo, like, or how can I make you do 400,000 like, like, with me? Like, dude, my goal is 300K for December. 
how can I make 300K in the summer? Like, how can we do that? And then like, we're all brainstorming to help you achieve your goals because just as bad as we want to succeed, we want each other to succeed. And you don't see that a lot these days. Everyone's for themselves. Like, I'll literally be on the phone, screaming at the boy, buy more inventory. Stop that, yeah. because like, I know this stock. And I'm screaming at him, like, and yeah. they're like, whoa, chill. I'm my water real quick. And it's, but it's a beautiful thing because that I want to see them succeed with me. And a lot of people don't buy deep enough, and I'm trying to push that, like, just in general. It's a lot of money to be made when you have the right friends. And you get that 3 a.m. FaceTime call. Like, yo, know, 3 a.m. FaceTime calls and stuff restocks is the best thing in the world. You roll. You, what happened this week you, in this? When you wake up in the morning and you see a text that says, get the fuck up and start buying this shit. Yeah. That's yeah. the best part. Yeah. And you only check with the, you, do you even check the keeper chart when you get no. that text? No. Like, fuck, hell no. Like, I'll drop $10,000 or something. I don't even know what it is. As long as uh, someone says, yo, buy this, that's like very, I trust. Like, if Kat says, yo, I'm going deep as fuck. Or Nick calls, yo, we're going deep as fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm not looking at it. I'm just buying. Like, all right, I'm ungated. Perfect. Just ripping, ripping, ripping. Who cares? Who cares for the next day? Valid, valid. As you should be, though. Um, and I think that that's like the biggest key to actually scaling up and doing like 300K, doing 400K in a month is being able to look at your, your team and like, I know it's like we say we got like our team, but like our, our like crew and like have so many eyes out there, so many products, so many different like specialties and like what we, what we are knowledgeable about. That's the key to our success, honestly. Um, like if you're good at sourcing, if you're good at um, social media, if you're good at, you know, like Nick has that, has like his own little secret talents. His nerd shit. Yeah, yeah Nick, <laughs> Nick's got his nerdiness. Um, we just find bolos and burn loops. Yeah. <laughs> I, if people find loops, I burn them. If, if you have a loop or if you have a bolo, Steven and I will find it and Steven will burn it. So, all right, there's a difference though because I need like four, like a couple acts what times you guys haven't spent. Bro, and we've burned at least like four to five loops this month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, as it happens, like when, you become, like when you become a bigger seller, you're not buying five at a time. Like, all right. I need a thousand at a time. Like, get me that, get me that money, get me the until, money. Until Stephen goes to wholesale, he's gonna <laughs> continuously burn loops. So, so put me on your loops. Let me make some money. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Dude, the one with the cock. We can probably even go over that. What? Can we go over that? What? The one that we burned that was like the wealthiest one. Uh, nah, don't even mention it. What? Don't even mention it because there's still people that are like hitting it. Half cooking on it? Yeah. Alright, alright, alright. We can cut that. Cut. <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to hit up hit up uh Ross's and Famous today. But alright, but as a seller, you're not too big to oh hold on, hold on. We go back. We're, we're gonna uh, hold up. And we're gonna restart on that. And we're gonna talk about I'm gonna go, oh, you're not too big of a seller to Huh? Hold up. So what are you gonna do today? Like how are you gonna get more inventory? I mean, like I mentioned earlier in the in the segment, right now is like the time where people start to run thin on inventory, um, and that includes myself, just like FBM-wise. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in the store to all the different stores around me after I'm done packing my FBM, um, and I'm going to go see if they have the items in store that I need. I'll pay, I'll buy out the store, pay for it, bring it back to my place, and then I'll have a whole new set of inventory to um, kind of work with. 
But what store did you say you're going to? Because you're bringing up a great, I want to uh, I'm going to Ross, and I'm going to go to Kohl's, Famous Footwear. Those three stores are probably so, right there. So you're a bigger seller, right? Yeah. And but you're still happy with Ross, because you're on the grind. You don't care. Because yeah, you're here I mean, for the dollar. You're not here to, like, who cares? Like, people yeah. go to these stores. Like, it's and, that's, and that's been my MO since I started, right? Like, I'll do what other people won't, because I want to be successful more than they want to be successful. And that's like, that's who I am. Like, you'll do the same thing. You'll go out and do RA and yeah. try to find a thousand units. Um, when we had this loop in person, what, like, probably an hour and a half away from my house, I was picking you up, driving you down there. <laughs> and, like, we were both going in person to pick up, like, a thousand units or whatever. Yeah, I mean, dude, every time we were there, it was like six, ten thousand dollars profit. It was crazy. Yeah, it was like, a good time. I mean, but that's, that's the stuff that we'll do. Like, I'll drive an hour 45 to go pick this yeah. stuff up. You, you used to fly home from Florida. Yeah, so literally rip your loops. Yeah, like I would just rip loops and I'd come home. But that's what I know and that's what I'm good at. Yeah. That's, that's the fun of the game. Like I'll fly across the country if someone's got a good loop. Like, invite me out, I'm flying. Steven, I don't care. Steven doesn't care where you live. Just tell him where the loops are. <laughs> what you said? 